I had to travel, divert the spells assembled in my brain over the sea that I loved as though it were to cleanse me of a stain. I saw the comforting cross arise. I had been damned by the rainbow. Happiness was my fatality, my remorse, my worm. My life will always be too enormous to be devoted to strength and to beauty. So what you have to, tra- you had to travel or you have to travel? Are you going to travel? Well, yeah, I'm reading uh, uh, to say farewell for my beginning to travel. I'm reading the poetry of uh, Arthur Rimbaud by R-I-M-B-A-U-D, a poet of France, 1853 to 1891. Oh, I see. Yeah, this is a poetry reading from Rimbaud. This one. Oh, are you going to go away and look at the leaves, or because it's autumn? Or? Yeah, that's why I'm saying farewell. But I, when I say farewell to New York, I've left before, but only to return. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, yeah. In nineteen eighty-seven to eighty-nine, I went to Minneapolis, and then in nineteen ninety, I came back to New York. But are you saying farewell to New York? Uh-huh. Farewell. This is from, from uh, Rimbo. Farewell. Autumn already. Why? But why regret an eternal sun if we are embarked on the discovery of divine light uh-huh. far from all those who fret over seasons? Yeah, why are you fretting over the season then? Why do you, but you're going to Vermont? <laughs> yeah, because it's autumn and it's October, and they said next weekend was peak. Oh, really? Well, you're going in peak? Uh, where are you going to get a hotel? <laughs> well, you yeah, we might have to go to Albany, a big city. And autumn already, but why regret an eternal sun? If we are embarked on the discovery of divine light, far from all those who fret over seasons, autumn risen through the motionless mist, our boat turns towards the port of misery, the enormous city with fire and mud-stained sky. Ah, the putrid rags, the rain-soaked bread, drunkenness, the thousand loves that have crucified me. Which, you had a thousand loves that have crucified me. Well, she never have done than that gold queen of a million dead souls and dead bodies, and which will be judged 
I see myself again, skin rotten with mud and pest, worms in my armpits and in my hair, and in my heart much bigger worms. <laughs> what happened? You have in your heart much bigger worms? Yeah, I have. I have big worms in my heart. And in my heart, much bigger worms lying among strangers without age, without feeling. I might have died there. Unbearable evocation. I loathe poverty. You loathe Father P? Yeah, I hate it. Oh, you loathe, you have reason to loathe poverty? poverty? Yeah, and I dread winter because it is the season of comfort. Yeah, I dread the winters and, uh, because it's too comfortable in the house. And I dread winter because it is the season of comfort. Sometimes in the sky, I see endless beaches covered with white nations full of joy. Above me, a great golden ship waves its multicolored pennants in the breezes of the morning. Oh, I see in the morning. Above me, a great golden ship waves its multicolored pennants in the breezes of the morning. Oh, are you doing meditation in the morning? Yeah. I created all fets and all triumphs, uh, all dramas. I tried to invent new flowers, new stars, new flesh, new tongues. I thought I was acquiring, acquiring supernatural powers. Did you acquire supernatural powers? I thought I was acquiring supernatural powers. Well, I must bury my imagination and my memories. Oh, are you going to bury him as you leave New York? Yeah. I must bury my imagination and my memories. An artist and storyteller's precious fame flung away. I, who called myself angel or seer, exempt from all morality. I am returned to the soil with the duty to seek and rough reality to embrace peasant. Am I mistaken? Would charity be the sister of death for me? At last I shall ask forgiveness for having fed on lies. And now let's go. Let's go. She used to say, if Olga was here, she'd say, let's go, let's go. Or we, in Spanish, you say, vamos, Sarah. Let's go, let's go. Now, now let's go. But no friendly hand. And where turn for help? Hmm. That's a poem called Farewell. Uh, uh, and it's so... I read it because it is autumn already. I'm continuing in farewell. 
Yes, the new hour is at least very severe, for I can say that victory is won, the gnashing of teeth, the hissing of fire, the pestilential sighs are abating, all the noisome memories are fading. My last regrets take to their heels the envy of beggars, brigades of death's friends, of the backward of all kinds. O oh, damned ones, what if I avenged myself? One must be absolutely modern. Ooh. Do I have to be modernize my equipment? Uh-huh. Yeah, you should get a... a Update your uh, GPS to uh, maybe get a... Yeah, if you use a hotspot, you can turn a tablet into a GPS. <laughs> oh, one must be absolutely modern. No hymns. Hold the ground gained. Arduous night, the dried blood smokes on my face. And I have nothing behind me but that horrible bush. Spiritual combat is as brutal as the battle of men, but the vision of justice is the pleasure of God alone. Spiritual combat is a is as brutal as the battle of men, but the vision of justice is the pleasure of God alone. Meanwhile, this is the vigil. Welcome, then, all the influx of vigor and real tenderness. And in the dawn, armed with an ardent patience, we shall enter magnificent cities. Why talk of a friendly hand? My great advantage is that I can laugh at old lying loves and put to shame those deceitful couples. I saw the hell of women back there, and I shall be free to possess truth in one soul and one body. Hmm. Are you going to be free from the hell of women? Yeah, I'm going alone on this trip. And I'm going to enter into some magnificent cities. Uh-huh. Good. This poem is called Democracy. Oh, are you in a... Are you living in democracy? Yeah, that's a, I'm in America, so... It must be a democracy. Is it? Well... I don't know, but why is this poem called Democracy? I don't know. <laughs> well, what's the poem say? <laughs> well, that's why I'm reading it. Hmm. Why are you drinking coffee instead of reading? Hmm. Coffee's so much better. Democracy. The flag goes with the fall landscape. And our jargon muffles the drum. In great centers we shall element the most cynical prostitution and massacre logical revolts. In spicy and drenched lands, 
at the service of monstrous exploitations, either industrial or military. Farewell here, no matter where conscripts of goodwill are. Will Ours will be a ferocious philosophy, ignorant as to science, rabid for comfort, and uh, let the rest of the world croak. That's the system. Let's get going. Okay. Are you going to... All right, we'll get going. Farewell here. Is one of his poems a poem of annihilation? Yeah, it could be. This one here is called Tale. Actually, these poems are actually in French. Uh, so these are translated. Yeah. This is by... Who translated it? Well, I'll check that out. This is a, called Tale. A prince was vexed at having devoted himself only to the perfection of ordinary generosities. He foresaw astonishing revolutions of love and suspected his women of being able to do better than that affable acquiescence set off by heaven and luxuries. He wanted to see the truth, the hour of essential desire and satisfaction, whether it was an aberration of piety or not, that is what he wanted. Enough worldly power at least he had. All the women who had known him were assassinated. What havoc in the garden of beauty? At the point of the sword, they blessed him. He did not order new ones. Women reappeared. He killed everyone who followed him after the hunt or after the libations. Everyone followed him. He amused himself cutting the throats of rare animals. He set palaces in flames. He would rush upon people and hack them to pieces. Throngs in gilded roofs, beautiful animals still remained. Can one be in ecstasies over destruction and through cruelty grow younger? People did not complain. None opposed him. One evening he was proudly galloping. A genie appeared of an ineffable beauty, unavowable even. In his face and in his bearing shone the promise of a complex and multiple love, of an indescribable happiness, unendurable even. The prince and the genie probably annihilated each other in essential health. How could they possibly have helped dying of it? Together, then they died. But the prince died in his palace at an ordinary age. The prince was the genie. The genie was the prince. Skilled music is lacking to our desire. Well, that's a interesting tale. Did you know what it means? Uh -huh. Well, I'm not doing analysis here, so. Well, I'm not s skilled enough. Uh, no. 
Maybe you should go to the kitchen if you're hungry. This one, if the salads and fruits await but the picking. But violets are the food of spiders in the thicket. Oh, you have to go to the kitchen? Yeah, because the salad and fruits await but the picking. But violets are the food of spiders in the thicket. (laughs) You like that poem? That's just a... Something I liked. Hmm. Why don't you read uh, The Drunken Boat? This one in French is Le Bateau. bateau. Uh, oh. Le Bateau. The Drunken Boat. You might have to. What's he mean by a drunken boot? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I might have to go check on the salads and the, the thicket. <laughs> the drunken boat. As I came down the impassable rivers, I felt no more the bargeman's guiding hands. Targets for yelling redskins, they were nailed naked to painted poles. What did I care for any crews, carriers of English cotton or Flemish grain, bargemen and all that hubbub left behind? The waters let me go my own free way in the furious lashings of the tides. Emptier than children's minds, I through that winter ran, and great peninsulas unmoored, and never knew more triumphant uproar than I knew. The tempest blessed my wakings on the sea. Light as a cork, I danced upon the waves, and turnal rollers of the deep sunk dead, nor missed at night the lantern's idle idiot eyes. Sweeter than sour apples to a child, or green water seeped through all my seams, washing the stains of vomit and blue wine, and swept away my anchor and my helm. And since then I've been bathing in the poem of star-infused and milky sea. Devouring the azure greens where flat some pale, a brooding corpse at times drifts by. Where dying suddenly the blue rhythms delirious and slow in the blaze of day. Stronger than alcohol, vaster than your lyres, ferment the bitter reds of love. I know the lightning opens skies, water spouts, eddies, and surfs. I know the night, and dawn arisen like a colony of doves. And sometimes I have seen what men have thought they saw. I've seen the low sun, fearful with mystic signs, lighting with far-flung violet arms like actors in an ancient tragedy the fluted waters shivering far away. 
I've dreamed green nights of dazzling snow, slow kisses on the eyelids of the sea, terrible flow of unforgettable saps, and singing phosphors waking yellow and blue. Months though I followed the salting tides like maddened cattle leaping up the reefs, nor even ever, nor ever thought the Mary's luminous feet could curb the muzzle of the panting deep. Hmm. Where's the pencil? Hmm. (sighs) I've touched, you know, fantastic Florida's, mingling the eyes of panthers, human skin with flowers and rainbows, stretched like endless rains to Glaucius. Glaucus flocks beneath the seas. I've seen fermenting marshes like enormous nets wherein the reeds a whole levathon decays, crashings of waters in the mist of calms, horizons toward far chasms cataracting. Glaciers and silver suns, fiery skies and pearly seas, hideous wrecks at the bottom of brown gulfs where giant serpents, vermin-ridden, drop from black perfumes from the twisted trees. I would show children those dorados and golden singing fishes in blue seas. Foam feather flowers have blessed my aimless wanderings. Inevitable winds have given me wings. Tired of poles and zones, sometimes the martyred sea, rolling me gently on her sobbing breast, lifted her shadow flowers with yellow cups towards me, and I stayed there like a woman on her knees. Island I sailed, and on my gunwales tossed quarrels and droppings of the pale-eyed birds, while floating slowly past my fragile bands, backward the drowned went dreaming by. But I lost the boat in the cove's trailing tresses, tossed by the tempest into birdless space, whose water-drunken carcass never would have salvaged old monitor or galleon of the Hansetic. Who, ridden by violet mist, steaming and free, pierced the sky reddening like a wall, covered with lichens of the sun and azure's phlegm, preserves that all good poets love, who, spotted with electric crescents, ran mad plank with escort of black hypocamps, while August, with their Hammer blows torn down the blue, sea blue spiral flaming skies, who trembling felt behemoth's rut and maelstrom's groaning fifty leagues away, eternal scudder through the quiescent blue. I long for Europe's parapets. I've seen sidereal arc. Archipelago's islands whose delirious skies open for wanderers. <laughs> Is it in such bottomless nights you sleep exiled, O oh, countless golden birds, or for O oh, force to come? True, I have wept too much. Dawns are heartbreaking. 
cruel almonds and bitter the suns. Drunk with love's acrid torpors, I let my keel burst. Let me go to the sea. If I desire any European water, it's the black pond and cold. Where toward perfumed evening a sad child on his knees sits sail, sets sail, a boat as frail as a May butterfly. I can no longer, bathed in your languors, O waves, obliterate the cotton carrier's wake, nor cross the pride of penance or of flags, nor swim past prison hulk's hateful eyes. That's the drunken boat, or 